Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Dude, hockey is coming back in July, but the Sharks are not. That's right. The shark season is now officially over, as if we didn't know that. I think a, a thirty, a full 32-team playoff was looking pretty unlikely anyway. And the NHL has finally finalized on a 24-team playoff situation. The Players Association is okayed it, dude. I don't think we know exactly when things are going to start or exactly where, but it appears there's going to be hockey sometime in the next month or two. Yeah, it looks like they're going to be playing uh, an initial eight series qualifying round and side by side with that, a seeding round robin amongst the top four teams. And we can get into the details of that if people haven't seen it in a moment. Uh, And then from there, they would uh, identify who'd be moving forward. Um, the hub cities appear to be the candidates would be Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Edmonton, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Minneapolis, Pittsburgh, Toronto, and Vancouver. I mean, I would think Minneapolis dude, seems like a good choice, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to skip over that, yeah, dude. Thank um, you for that. Yeah. Uh, I, I would think, well, Toronto and Vancouver, I think, are automatically out, dude, just based on the 14-day quarantine that is required to even enter the country. Like, I would think that that is not going to be an option. Um, But I don't know. Unless that they were going to do the whole thing there, then what happens when you you, uh, do the Stanley Cup final? I don't know. I mean, I guess everyone – maybe it's not – not doable if that's where you're being forced to stay, but it does add in a little bit of an extra wrinkle to it. I know that's been something that's been talked about with baseball, you know, uh, if, uh, or even, um, basketball with some of these players trying to get back to training camp. And if they're training in Canada, then they would be 14 days behind everybody else. But, um, dude, uh, I'm excited. I gotta say, yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait uh, to have hockey back, uh, to have basketball back, to baseball is looking a little hairy right now. Maybe they won't be able to figure it out. It looks like the Premier League is coming back in the middle of June. We might have MLS soccer, dude. I mean, I know. Marble racing. We are. I cannot get into that, dude. I can't. Yeah, because it's ridiculous and stupid. Yeah. Good idea. Good yeah. thinking. I did, I did watch a video of Joe Buck calling a marble race, which I thought was funny. <laughs> that is pretty funny. Initially. Um, but yeah, dude, live sports. I'm glad that they're making their best effort to bring it back uh, safely. And that I think it's a good look that the NHL has figured it out and actually announced their formal plan first. I think that that's exciting while they were sort of waiting in the wings and I like the format. It's you know it's disappointing that the Sharks will not be involved, but they don't deserve to be involved. They had a terrible season. Yep, they had a bad so, season, dude. I think the details of this plan are 
far from finalized. I think certainly their intentions have now been announced, but it seems like there's a lot of logistical and small details regarding this going on. I mean, there's a lot of players that are overseas right now. The travel could be interesting. You know, certainly there's the prospect that we've talked about in previous shows where players on teams that have made the playoffs are probably going to be quarantined for a significant amount of time. And when you're talking about guys that are, you know, at ages 22 to 40, you're going to be dealing with a significant number of people that have young families at home. I've read about at least two or three different NHL players that just had kids in the last couple of months. The prospect of playing playoff hockey and not being able to see them in person for a period of months. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how this works out. Is everyone just going to sort of fall in line and suck it up and do it? Or are we going to have some, you know, important or significant players say, you know what, it's not worth it. I don't know. I mean, given it's the NHL and, and team loyalty is so important i would expect everyone to fall in line but you know you're talking about health and you're talking about family it's a, it's a difficult issue it would be surprising to me if there wasn't at least one player who refused to do it you know and uh and what do you do from there i mean like because then you would be uh dealing with whatever the economic ramifications would be which i guess if you're going straight to the playoffs, from what I understand, you know, you don't get extra money for – you don't earn your salary in the playoffs, right? Like you earn extra bonus money. So you just wouldn't be entitled to any of that bonus money and you probably would uh, have to deal with whatever ramifications there were in your locker room if there were any for not participating. But, you know, there's there are a lot of details. Expanded rosters have to be expected, massively expanded rosters where, you know, you have guys from their minor league teams living within this bubble with them who may never see the ice that are there if injuries happen or illness that, you know, you have to have multiple layers of, uh, you know, you can't be turning to the Zamboni driver to, to play in goal in this situation. You know, if you were the Sharks and you were in this situation, you would have Dell and Jones plus probably at least two or three of the Barrac- the Barracuda goalies. You'd have to have them all there, like yeah. sitting there yep. just in case, right? Um, and, you know, this is something that's being talked about on all these sporting levels where you have to have the extra players within the bubble. You can't bring them in you can't have a call up from your AHL, right? Like that's that can't happen. So those details, of course, are are going to be worked out. But I have confidence that they will be worked out, and that we will see, barring some sort of unforeseen spike or dramatic health, you know, uh, risk increase in the next two months. That this is going to happen, dude. I'm. I'm excited about it. I, I I am excited about it. I can't wait. Yeah, it'll be good to see some hockey finally take your mind off all of the things that are going on right now. And 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 certainly it's going to be a, a weird situation to see hockey in July or August. or And even a quote I read in one article on NHL.com is into the fall. Uh, certainly the question is, what does this mean for next season? I really have no idea. I'm sure it's going to be wait and see. I think 
the situation is going to evolve over the course of the playoffs in terms of how restrictive things might be. We're certainly even seeing here in California, things are starting to open up a little bit. Things are opening up at different rates all around the country. It's uh, difficult to sort of keep track of everything that's going on, but you know, certainly the, I think they're trying to keep things a little bit um, fluid, which I think is the right move. If you're, if you're trying to lock everything down right now and say, this is exactly the details, I think very likely the situation is going to change out from under you and you're going to have to readjust. So they got to pick the hub cities. That's a question. Certainly Vegas seems to make sense. There's a lot of hotel rooms there. Um, there's other ones, but I guess we're going to see hockey again. We're not going to see the sharks, dude. I mean, so you mentioned a little while ago about locker room issues and we've seen some stuff in the news about locker room issues with the sharks and, and even Logan Couture has himself admitted that, you know, the, the situation in the locker room for the sharks this past season was not exactly ideal. What was your reaction to that? Well, I, I wasn't surprised. I mean, I think we could see that on the ice in how they responded to adversity, which was not well. This team did not seem to have each other's back. And, um, I don't know how you just magically fix that by bringing back the exact same combination of guys, but I also don't know how you get out from underneath some of these combination of guys. So, um, yeah, it's not going to be an easy fix, dude. It's not going to be an easy fix. No question. And, um, to see Martin Jones, who was one of the worst performers on the team, sort of talking about, uh, the locker room issues and to hear the captain himself talking about the locker room issues, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't make me feel good. That's for sure. <laughs> that's true. It's true. But on the other hand, it certainly seems like it's something that everyone is now aware of. And when you're in the moment and the team is vastly underperforming what you expect, and this is a team that everyone expected to make the playoffs and all of a sudden you're not, you're near the bottom of the conference, all of these situations, I can imagine things going off the rails and it's difficult to get it back on track. Now the players have to understand where they are. I think I think the players are going to understand, okay, this is a team that did not make a 24-team playoff. This is a, a team that probably is not going to have a, a vast change in personnel next season. And hopefully all the players individually can sort of get right with that and understand, okay, it's up to us. We can't just flail around and expect help to come. We can't just look at each other in amazement and say, how is this possible? Well, now we know it's possible. And now they have to do something about it collectively. I, I think it's, I think it's possible. Couture sounded optimistic. I think it's possible. The players may say, okay, now we just got to suck it up, put the big boy pants on and figure out a way to make this work. Well, I mean, and, and here's a question I have for you, dude, is if, if we're, if we're looking to put some sort of silver lining in this, right? When you look at the list, I, I mean, so I'll go, let me take a step back. I was excited when I heard that hockey was coming back. I was also embarrassed because I was embarrassed that the Sharks were lumped into this list of teams that I, when I looked at, I wanted to throw up. Like when you saw they were with the have-nots and some just classic have-nots, yeah. right? And some teams that you consider to be bad. And the Sharks were on that list, I think, for the first time in 20 something years and, and and it just was shocking to have that realization but when you look at that list again and you go okay well these other teams are some of them you, you even the teams that are going to be playing it at, at deep into the playoffs into the final four are going to be playing a lot longer 
And, you know, is it possible this could work in the Sharks' favor, especially given the injuries that they went through, that they might be the best team on that list that didn't make it that could be fresher and make an even bigger jump back into the higher level because of that? I think it's possible. Let's let's go over the seven teams that didn't qualify. The Sabres, Devils, Ducks, Kings, Senators, and Red Wings, other than the Sharks. None of those teams you would consider to be up-and-comers with maybe the exception of the New Jersey Devils, who have some top draft picks on their roster as young players. Yeah, I think it's easy to say that the Sharks are the are the best team of that lot. And especially since we're dealing with at least two big players, Eric Carlson and Tomas Hurdle, that were dealt with injuries late in the season and needed rehab and, and medical treatment for those injuries. I'm glad they're not playing. I'm glad they're not going to be playing for months. And, and you see situations where high-level players rush their way back. Famously, Eric Carlson did so last season. Uh, maybe just the, sort of the, the forced uh, abstinence of hockey will, will help this team get back on track. And if everybody's really raring to go and everybody's actually truly healthy as opposed to healthy enough, then uh, maybe this team will will get itself going right out of the chute. So that's one side of this here, dude. And the other side that, you know, when you saw an interview with Doug Wilson, where, you know, it, it, are they going to stick with Bob Bugner or not, right? And this was in the Mercury News today, where this decision needs to be made, in my opinion, very soon. <laughs> they They cannot wait until some of these other teams get eliminated from this tournament and start deciding to make their own coaching decisions. I mean, there are very good candidates to coach this team out there right now. And the longer they wait and they wait for some of these other jobs to maybe become open, the less likely they would be able to make that move. How comfortable are you with Bob Bugner being named the coach of the Sharks next year? Not very. I know we talked about it when we talked about that Sharks poll in the last show, and it seemed like Bob Bugner did some good things. I'm certainly not calling him a, uh, a a bad choice as a coach, but I think when you're a team that had as many serious issues as the Sharks had last season, you might want to look to a, a coach that's had more success in the league. Um, you know, Bob Bugner was an assistant coach of the Sharks, and then a head coach for the Florida Panthers fired quickly and now is back with the Sharks and had a terrible season. That's not exactly a sparkling resume. So yeah, I I'm certainly not in, I'm not in the bring back Bugner camp. Let, let's put it that way. I, I think the Sharks should be exploring other coaches on the market and should probably hire one of those unless there's some revelation of plan or strategy that Bugner has come up with this team that has really made a huge difference in Doug Wilson's mind. I don't know. That, that doesn't the, seem likely. The thing that put this over the edge for me was an article that was in the Mercury News today that talked about how poor Bugner's teams were defensively in Florida the first these two years there. And, you know, also that he inherited a team in Florida that had a lot of talented players on it, and they got off to terrible starts both seasons. They almost made the playoffs his first year. The second year, they weren't close. And, you know, now 
last year was is this is not his fault you know this season this is not his fault right but there wasn't some other than you know maybe turning to Aaron Dell and getting some better goaltending than DeBoer was able to go there wasn't any sort of improvement of note right and I just don't see that if the Sharks have to stick with this same core group of guys that that is the right direction to go. I mean, I think that uh, the direction I would like to see them take is to move towards one of these veteran coaches that is available now and get them in here now and take advantage of the time. You've got months of time here right. where you could be getting to know the players, working on strategy. You know, if, if the if the county continues to loosen restrictions, you can bring the players back, bring them back, like bring them back, have them be working here. Uh, you know, if if the league rules will allow it, have them be working and getting ready. You can get a head start with a new approach, you know, and I think I, I don't know. I mean, I still think LaViolette is the guy like I think that is the person if you're going to be rolling out this veteran roster again that is the guy that you want to be in charge of this team and he's sitting out there and maybe he doesn't want to come right and that's possible too and we may doug wilson may know that and that's why there's nothing happening right yep but you know of the available gigs right yeah like yeah of the available gigs you know which one is better than the sharks gig I mean, maybe Dallas, they have an interim coach, but are they really going to fire Rick Bonus or like not make Bonus the coach after he has them as a top four seed in the playoffs? Yeah. That's his reward, right? Yeah, it's totally different. That's a different situation than the Sharks completely. And, you know, the Wings have already said they're bringing back their coach, which is a little crazy. Yeah, I mean, and, and that was a place that everybody sort of had gerard gallant like ticketed for right because of his relationship with eiserman you know we know you know through reports that gallant was almost named the dallas coach before they went with montgomery uh so i get, i mean what a what a a knee to the face to rick bonus if they let him go no matter what happens to dallas in the playoffs and they go with gallant like i mean you know, how would you feel about Gallant coaching the Sharks? Would you would you be into that, or you or 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 what? I don't know if I'd be into it. It's that'd be such a weird situation of Vegas and San Jose swapping <laughs> coaches. Like what? But don't you? But but some of the the attitude that Gallant brings, right? Isn't I mean that's sort of the the swagger and the attitude that I feel like this team has never had. Like, like, couldn't he with that, just the, the way Vegas plays with, which as a Sharks fan, fan you freaking hate. Right. But if you were a Vegas fan, you'd freaking love it. Yeah, yeah. You would have loved every moment of that, right? Because it was just, I love that kind of, of it just the intensity of that team. They were all over you. And the Sharks have never really had that. Like, they've been a skilled team that has not been the aggressor, just so rarely. Mm-hmm. Are they the aggressor? They're almost like a counterpuncher, right? And if you can find a way, like if you bring in a Gallant, you know, does Gallant make Evander Kane and Timo Meyer just unstoppable beasts? Right. Like, I mean, 
can he light a fire under those two guys who have the ability to be dominant power forwards in this league, right? Yep. And you find a way to to get them going. Do you find a way to, you know, develop some of these other players into those role players that I mean, he took a a a, a bag of discarded parts and made them he laid the foundation for an elite hockey team right now. Right away. <laughs> yeah. Right away. So I don't know. Like, I mean, the Sharks are about as dysfunctional as you can get. So why not let him have a crack at figuring this out? I'd be into it, dude. I, I, I'd prefer to have La, Viola, La Violette, but I'd be into it. Like, I'd be, I think it's a better choice than bringing back Bugner. Like, I just think, I feel like I know what's going to happen if it's Bugner, which is the same thing that we just saw. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know how it gets better, and I don't know that I can get myself excited for it to get better. It's it, it's hard to disagree with that, dude. I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say. It's just, we, something's got to change. That's all. I don't know what that is, but And some, it's not going to be the roster, because there's going to be no financial appetite to take on a long-term expensive contract from another team. Teams are not going to be into it. You're not going to be able to find a team to be a taker for Vlasic or Burns or one of these guys, right? You're not going to find a taker for those unless you're taking back something of equally questionable value. And I think the Sharks are going to be quote-unquote stuck with the core roster that they have, which it seems like from what Doug Wilson said in his interview that he doesn't feel like a massive overhaul or major contract needs to be moved, that he's going to be retooling. That's what he loves to say. Yep. And that the core guys are the core guys. So what's going to have to change? How about you bring in a new attitude? And I think La Violette or Gallant would absolutely do that. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. We got to we got to do something different. That's the the Sharks aren't going to get anything different in terms of the roster, and uh, they're going to have to find a different way forward from from the coach or or from the general manager. Because I think honestly, this is probably you know this is a this is Doug Wilson's sort of last hurrah. Like he's got to make this work somehow. If the Sharks sink further or stay in their same position, I think the Sharks might have a new GM this time next year. I think that's possible, especially if you're dealing with a bunch of unmovable contracts. We're certainly right. looking at a at a bad economic time, you know, coming forward. I think uh, teams may not be interested in taking on contracts purely from the economic instability of it. Um, not even from the player perspective. I think teams are going to want to hold on to their cash a little bit more, try and cut expenses, be careful about signing some of these players. I think that's that's a likely uh, situation that we're going to see and. And if if the sharks are saddled with all this stuff on all this cap hit, um, and the cap could could shrink, then uh, the sharks are going to be in a unenviable position for sure. Sure, where they're having to use their very untalented farm system to fill in the blanks, and that's a big problem too. Uh, sharks have three picks in the first two rounds of the draft. Okay, that's great. You know. Um, I would say great. I would rather them have the one of the top ten picks, which is what they should have for having such a terrible year. It's gonna be a top five for Ottawa. But, um, you know, uh, them having three picks in the first two rounds. But also, you know, Doug Wilson said 
that maybe they may not keep those picks, that maybe they may use those picks to acquire a veteran player. What I, I read that and I went, what? That doesn't make unless you're talking Stop. unless you're talking about uh, a veteran player that I don't know is vastly underpaid or something. I don't I don't know how you can do that. Well, you'd have to get some sort of a great deal, right? Like I mean, like but I I don't know. Like I I mean I I, I first things first, dude. The coaching decision needs to be made, and they either need to say it's Bugner and move on and let him prepare the guys and let them have some stability or they need to name a different coach and let them get moving on what the solution is here and let them be part of the planning for whatever free agency is going to be and let them be part of the planning for the draft, you know, and let them be part of all of this off season instead of making those plans and then scrambling to find a coach when everybody else is going to be trying to do their business in a fraction of moments, you know, the sharks have that advantage right now. And I am hoping that they can, they can make good use of it, dude. Yeah, me too, dude, dude, anything else to talk about? I know we, we've been off for a while, but other than the playoff situation, not, uh, not a, a ton has been happening. I'm glad we're, I know uh, a listener emailed us and said, Are you guys okay? <laughs> you <laughs> know, and that. Yeah. we do appreciate that. In, in times like this, we're certainly, uh, you know, grateful to be healthy. Our families are still healthy and I hope everyone listening is also healthy and staying safe in this situation, which is uh, a weird one to be in for sure. I mean, we're, we're getting close to three months on this and, uh, it's a, it's becoming normal now, which is, uh, almost unthinkable. It would have been unthinkable three months ago to say, oh yeah, normal course of business to basically never leave the house, uh, <laughs> you know, go to the grocery store and then stay home at the other times, yeah. which, which is essentially what I'm doing. Dude, I, I guess the, the, the only course of business in it, and, and I, I guess I would open this up to the listeners, dude, is I think we have a big decision to make, which is what happens to the dudes on hockey draft that happened this year? Now that the playoff format has been revamped, it's a little bit different. Um, do we modify one, what teams we have, or do we just let it ride? And it is what it is. And two, do we modify the stakes? Because a Vegas trip is uh, high, highly unadvisable and uh, highly unlikely in the near future. So do we revise the stakes on some sort of something that would be an immediate gratification in these uh, shelter-in-place times? For whoever the winner was, they would get to enjoy the delights of whatever the, the prize was. Uh, for me, I think it would be hilarious to have that that be modified because then we could document the actual enjoyment of the victory yeah. right in the moment. Right. Dude, I think I'm with you. I I'm, I'm inclined to let it ride as far as the, the teams go, but I am definitely up for modifying the stakes. I would love to go to Vegas. I miss Vegas. We went, we famously went to Vegas about a week and a half before the shutdown happened, which in retrospect may or may not have been the, the greatest idea on earth. It luckily worked out for us, but um, 
man, I wish Vegas, if everything was safe and Vegas was, were open right now, I would go and because <laughs> I would love to go. Uh, but I think uh, that's not a realistic plan here in the next while. So I think we need to, we need to find uh, a different prize. And I hope the listeners can help us uh, discover what that is. Is it going to be merely a prize uh, similar in value to a Vegas trip? Or is it going to be some vast humiliation although you know i'm I'm not really into the vast humiliation type of prizes you know i'd I'd much rather uh you know have to go to jeff dunham or something that'd that'd be funny (laughs) the loser has to go see jeff dunham in concert jeff dunham on ice oh my gosh i'm trying to see okay so i i think i found the list of the teams that we we have so i'd have to go back through we won't bore the listeners with uh waiting here to see who would have what but the reason why and we can look and see how balanced it is when we finish the episode but um i'd be curious just to hear anyone's ideas of of how maybe we should revamp this what you think the prize should be should we do some sort of modified redraft um we're looking for content too people that's right right, yeah we're looking for content we're sitting at home Um, we gotta think of something you know, I think the idea I floated to you was that we we get to almost like a keeper league in fantasy. You get to you get to select X amount of teams that are keeper, you know, teams that you drafted originally, and then the rest are in an open pool, and then we draft the rest. Okay. So that it's not like you lost your best teams to, you know, if you made good picks, you got to keep them, and if you had crap picks, then they were back in the cool for someone else to gamble on but let's see what people say we're also going to find out is anybody listening i i don't know <laughs> i don't know uh, give us your ideas at this we'll, point i almost don't care we got to do something you and me dude <laughs> well, well dude i'm telling you we're going to enjoy this and i'm going to suck you into whatever live sports are out there right now you, i'm game you're going to be back you're going to be watching baseball you're going to be fully uh fully clad in uh New Orleans uh, Pelicans gear. Ah, I watched. I, I watched the space shuttle lift off today, dude. It's like <laughs> you gotta watch anything you can at this point. No, so sad. Yeah, yeah, very exciting. Go space. Go space. But dude, go Sharks. I'm glad we had a podcast. I'm glad things are still going well. Hopefully, we can come up some with the Vegas draft, and uh, we'll be back very soon. Send us an email or tweet at us or hit us up on facebook or whatever we want to know what you're thinking we want to know if you're listening and hopefully we'll talk to you soon all right dude see ya bye hate the show want to get your questions on the air email questions at dudesonhockey.com dudes on hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose sharks organization or the national hockey league